The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome to Chad's World. Welcome to Chad's World. Sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh with your favorite Bachelor villain. Real stories, real interviews. In Chad's World, nothing's out of bounds. Chatty Daddy is officially here on Podcast One. So get ready and welcome to Chad's World. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Chad's World. Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, X on the Beach, Episode 2. We're going to have Maya Banbury on and we're going to talk about her situation throughout the show show because she had a whole lot going on with the cream before we dig into that i want to remind you guys if you are looking to get your new year's off started right you want to get in shape and you really want to lose weight and finally get that body that you've always dreamed of go to eliteshape.com right now and you can click on the little join me button and that's going to take you to the free diet and fitness plan that i was originally selling on my site for 100 bucks but you can get that absolutely free download automatic just go to eliteshape.com and get your free diet and fitness plan to help you lose weight and get the body of dreams right over this new year all right so you're watching the episode you see the, the fight going on with me and cheyenne and you know i'm messing with him about not to talk to Farah about you know bringing her kid into it and i ended up telling him something about his stupid leather backpack funny thing is i actually bought a leather backpack like the day before i started filming the show so they didn't hear me apologizing to him about that whole situation but i was like yeah by the way bro i, I like just bought an identical leather backpack super useful it's waterproof it's convenient so one little situation there. And then um, the whole Ferris situation, that was just crazy to me. That, that fight didn't make sense. You know, I just got done taking up for her with Cheyenne. And, and it was really weird. That whole fight made no sense. I mean, it, it totally came out of nowhere. We were sitting right next to each other. Everybody was having a good day. <clears throat> the only situation that we were all a little bit upset about was like, we don't need more dudes. Like, there's 800 dudes here. You know, we've like... You got 15 jacked guys in the house, and there's like three girls that are single. Like, okay, what are we going to do? Our choices are severely limited here. And so when I said something about, you know, wait, why don't we bring more girls in? Farah basically, it seemed like she had a timer in her pocket that basically was like, engage in drama now. And just out of nowhere, this fight where she said I wasn't getting along with the girls, which didn't make any sense. I had Nicole coming for me. I had, you know, I'd already made out with Morgan. That that was basically dead. But I mean, that had already happened. That was going well. I was friends with her now, um, and then I was friends with everybody else. So it made no sense that she was saying I wasn't making friends with any of the people. So I have no idea where that came from. I literally think it was just the fact that she thought that she needed to start drama. Because at the end of the day, I mean, she's horrible sometimes. She's not horrible other times. But like to me, it was like she's kind of hired to be a dick. That's kind of her job. Like. She shows up and she gets paid to be hated, basically. You know, she just, it's like, hey, hey, Farrah, we need you to show up to this situation and suck in this one. Hey, Farrah, can you show up to this next show and suck as well? <laughs> like, she's paid to take shit on social media, basically. So, yeah, the one of the things I wanted to tell you, too, was they had the whole Morgan situation where basically they let it seem like, you know, Morgan just ditched me. But there was a period of time where Morgan came and let me know that she was going to go with Jay because there were still some feelings there. You know, she pulled me to the side and was like, I just need to let you know, um, Dice, there's still feelings there. And I was straight up like, yeah, 
why are you telling me? Like, we made out in the hot tub. You're a cool girl, but I've known you like 15 hours. Like, go do your thing. Like, there's no hard feelings there whatsoever. I'm not upset. Like, life's going to go on. And so it kind of looked like I just got ditched. But in the end, it was like, it didn't really matter. Like, life is good. Life goes on. There's still like one or two more girls here. I'll be all right. Yeah, so the things really started to spiral out of control at this point. Everybody was fighting with everybody. The situations just didn't make sense to me. Um, at the end of the day, I thought, you know, we're in this house to drink and date, right? Like, that's kind of the whole situation. It's supposed to be like a spring break party fest up in uh, Malibu Hills. And um, at the end of the day, my I had two goals, you know, try and stay in shape, try to eat very little carbs, drink, and try and make out with the girls that I like. And it's like everybody started taking the situation way too seriously, causing all this drama out of nowhere. And then that's when we see uh, the Kareem situation come in. And that was just uh, – that was really weird. That came out of nowhere because he was a super cool dude. Like, But he just kept talking about that same situation over and over and over. So at this point, I kind of – I want to bring Maya in and I want to see what she has to say on that whole situation because a lot of this episode revolved around her and Kareem's drama. And, and he's I, even kind of been like – I hear losing it on the on Instagram Live, which is kind of interesting, man. He's a cool dude. But, but, I mean, man, I guess first show, kind of – you kind of lose your shit a little bit once you're not used to people blowing you up on Instagram. So let's go ahead and let's bring Maya in here. All right, Maya. Just wanted to go ahead and kind of get your take on everything, see how you're doing. I heard you you went out last night. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah, it was my birthday, and it was amazing. Oh, shit. How old are you? Are we allowed to ask that? Yeah. I, I have no shame because <laughs> I still get carded. So it was my golden year. I turned 27 on the 27th. Oh, shit. Nice. I thought you were like... like oh, you were younger. You look younger. Oh, thank you. See, I get that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> nice. Well, if you're getting carded, that's a good sign. I don't think I've gotten carded since I was 16. So, <laughs> and it's the beard. You're a Wolverine. That's why. It's it's the beard, the lack of lotion. It's got to be it. <laughs> but but yeah. So um. So I mean, a lot of this episode revolves around like you and the whole Kareem situation. I think you know we'll kind of get into that when you first went down to the shack of secrets. Like, did you really think anything? Because that's kind of how the episode started, right? It was basically right. like you and Kareem going down there. I mean, did you ever expect it to be anything like that? No, I mean, uh, no, you know, like all of us obviously, you know, sign up for the show, whatever exes come, but I'm never thinking that the show will (laughs) ever call people's family and have come up and exes. Um, So I was honestly just shocked whenever I saw her because me and her lived together, even after me and Kareem broke up. Oh, damn. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. I I mean, I I was like. I was wondering if she got pumped up to say that or what, because I was like, damn, dude, your cousin just straight up raked you over the coals. Yeah, I mean, even to this day, honestly, I don't know the truth because, I mean, even last night, seeing the way that Kareem said and talked to everybody, you know, considering the rumor and stuff, he made it Mm. seem like he said something totally different. So watching the show and seeing how he was in the confessional and in his interview and then on camera, I'm like, wow, you lied. So I really don't know who to believe whenever it comes down to the Shack of Secrets, him or his cousin. Right. I Even I was like, the only thing that made me kind of like sketched out on the cousin situation mm-hmm. is like she he's, she said he cheated on you with six girls in one night. And I'm like, dude, like, how is that? I mean, okay, I, I've gotten like six, seven girls numbers, but how are you going to actually cheat with like six? Like, that just seems like she really really was maybe exaggerating or something so it makes you kind of take the whole thing with a little mm-hmm. grain of salt you know what i mean yeah well what they didn't show is that she actually said more than that so oh really 
Yeah. So she specified, which I do remember one girl that he cheated on me with that was a stalker. Well, she said stalker. And Kareem, being a dummy, literally looks at me and goes, she wasn't a soccer player, Maya. She was basketball. So I'm actually surprised he didn't show that, too. <laughs> that was crazy. I was just like, man, this guy has some serious time management. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious, too. I saw, like, he was up in the uh, confessional, like, oh, they brought out the... And it's like, what brought that about? Was that because you basically told him like you didn't want to pursue him or something yeah i mean as you see like right before he said that you know he comes in my room and he's trying to talk to me you know and i'm literally like i'm good off you like you're a liar i was a bet and then i'm also trying to talk to malcolm like so i want to explore that avenue and i think from there he just felt some type of way and his male ego got hurt and i feel like he sought for revenge hey, i want to ask you too did you ever notice that cream kept going back over the situation like because, you know, I had said in the thing, I was like, man, he's just, like, annoying me. Like, he was talking to everybody. He would go tell that same, like, story, like, all over the house. Did you ever notice that? Well, I feel like, you know how, like, in which you'll see, you know, when your ex came, how you kind of just ignored her. Like, how you don't pay attention to your exes because you don't care about them. I feel like with Kareem, yeah. I just never... <laughs> would see like pay attention to him with other people so now that i'm looking back and i'm like wow he really was desperate enough to go to you someone that he doesn't know to talk about me like it was actually quite comical and i love the fact that you were like kareem i don't care like thank you for that chad <laughs> yeah for sure no he, he told me the same story sometimes like six times a day and i would listen at first and then after a while i was just like dude like i mean i wish you the best but like I don't want to talk about this all day. You know, we're sitting around here 24 hours a day with beers in our hand, and it's like we can't talk about the same shit. We got to mix it up a little bit. Right. Have some fun. Yeah, exactly. What did you think? Uh, or I don't know if we should bring up the, the Instagram thing about last, last night in our group chat. What What do you think about that? Everybody said he was kind of losing his shit. Wait, you doing all wait, right? You talked to wait, him? Wait, which, which uh, thing? Because, you know, it was my birthday, so I, I didn't know what was going on with his oh. life. I heard he was like waving a gun around on his Instagram. I don't. Uh, that was what people said. I just checked the uh, the group chat, and that's what people said. I, I mean, like, to be honest, like Cream wants to have this. I'm a tough guy persona. I'm in a gang. I'm this. I'm that. So I don't know if that was him trying to, you know, do the whole male ego thing. Like, ooh, be scary. Yeah. Like. Because, I mean, I was even surprised to see him post me, like, you still have a piece of my heart, happy birthday, baby, like, what? You know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I saw that. And then yeah. the day before, he was threatening me and Janelle, talking about he was going to fly to L.A. and have girls come beat us up. So, I don't know. I'm really confused. Wait, what? He was saying that he was going to come out there to have you and Malcolm beat up? No, me and Janelle beat up. Oh, why? Mm -hmm. Basically, he was, like, going and liking all the negative comments about me and stuff. And, um, you know, I had tweeted like, oh, stay tuned for tomorrow's <laughs> episode where my ex throws me underneath the bus. And then from there, he just went in on me and Janelle. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, he was liking all the ones. Somebody called me fat and he's like liking and a commenting on it. And I'm just like, bro, like everybody knows I'm not fat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of get him losing it a little bit. Like, he messaged me, what was it, uh, like two or three days ago, and he was like, man, you know, I must be the most hated man in America right now. And I was like, dude, it's just like, it's just one episode of, like, of a show. Like, it's not that big of a deal, really. Like, it's going to pass in, like, a week. Like, people are going to talk some shit on Instagram, and then they'll they'll move past it and they'll hate somebody else. Exactly. So I, 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 I was the first the, show. 
you know? Yeah, I was the villain on my last show. So I know how it feels to be the villain. Like, it's okay. It's right. not good the world. <laughs> yeah, that first time, though, I guess you kind of freak out. He's kind of taking it a little too hard. It's like, man, you're, you're hated for a few days. Like, just let it go. Like, <laughs> We're hated all the time, everyone. Chad. We don't care. Yeah, we're just like, hey, whatever. Oh, you hate us? Cool. Hey, cool. smash that like button. Smash that like yep. button. Go ahead and click that follow <laughs> while you're at it. Yeah, click that follow. Like, subscribe, buy my products. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like you and Malcolm never really had had any issues with him at all. The only thing that I, I read online, I saw somebody said something about how Malcolm should have stood up for, like, whenever Cream said something. Because Malcolm was more yeah. concerned, which I think is more like uh, – was the word cordial or chivalrous is he's worried about you. So he wasn't like trying to fight cream, even though it was fucked up what cream said, but he was more worried about like making sure you were all right. I, well, Chad, you know, which they, what they don't show he and Kareem, you know, we're best friends, which they're not showing Malcolm and cream being butt buddies and smoking blacks all the time and stuff. So it's just like, for me, I feel like during that argument, Malcolm was caught in the middle because that's his friend. I do feel like whenever Kareem yeah. called Didi a bitch, I do feel like that is where Malcolm should have stepped up verbally. I know he did like stand in front of Didi cause she got mad, but I do feel like just as a man, if another man is calling a girl a bitch, you should like, you know, because I feel like whenever it came to Cheyenne and, um, you and him took up for Farah. I do believe that he should have had that same energy with with Cream, with Didi and me. Yeah, that makes sense. That's kind of out of nowhere, wasn't it? I mean, what was mm-hmm. he even mad at Didi for? Well, because basically he was just like, I'm in the room crying. Maya got me crying like a little bitch. And then Didi was like, bro, like, what do you mean you're crying? Like, you just spread a rumor around about her. And then from there, he just got mad at her, I guess, because she didn't take his side. So he called her a bitch. That's crazy. I remember when I heard about that, I was just like, whoa, there's mm-hmm. some things you do on TV and some things you don't. And it's like, right. that was pretty like, that low, was low. low like that's the like, the lowest that I, I'm even surprised that MTV showed it. Honestly, like what show ever talks about STDs? None. Really. Right. We, we were all kind of like, there's no way they're going to bring that up. Like, that's just like messed up. Like, how are they going to work that in? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at least everybody knows that like he was full of shit because they showed him, him basically saying, Hey, I'm going to make stuff up now. So that is the good thing. You know what I mean? They, they showed that he was blatantly trying to stir drama by coming up with something out of his ass. So were you around for the the me and Farrah fight, like that whole situation in the living room? Yes, I was actually sitting like two people over from Farrah. <clears throat> I'm super confused. Did you understand what it was about at all? Because I feel I'm like still like blank. So I remember we were all sitting there and I remember that basically me and the girls felt like it was like bros on the beach and we wanted more boys, even though it would contradict because obviously my boys equals more, more boys, boys for y'all to be friends with. But we just wanted yeah. if we could like recycle some of the exes out and bring new exes in. That's what we wanted. And I think from there, Farah just, I don't know exactly why you two <laughs> went at it, but I think that she got really serious. And I feel like from there you got really serious back. And then it was just a back and forth rebuttal. Yeah. I honestly had no clue what it was about. Like, cause it was weird. Cause I said something like, Oh, let's get more girls. And then she straight up under her breath was like, you're not getting along with any girls anyway. And I was like, what? Like, yep. what are you even, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like, I'm friends mm-hmm. with pretty much every girl in the house. Right. I don't know. I, and I was super confused because I was actually like, I wasn't even, at that point, I, I don't know if you guys saw it, but I wasn't even trying to engage in the fight. I was like actually trying to figure out 
like, wait, what are what are we arguing about right now? I, I'm not understanding. Yep. And, I, and plus, I mean, you technically at that point had two girls, Morgan and Nicole. So it's kind of like you were at least trying to get to know people on fair standpoint. I don't feel like she ever really gave a guy a chance. Right. I tried to be friendly to her the very first day and just kind of talk to her. But she looked she wouldn't look anybody in the eyes. And I was just kind of like, man, I don't want to be that guy talking to the girl that's like. You know what I mean? You don't want to look like you're talking to somebody that has zero interest in talking to you, even if you're just trying to be friendly. Exactly. And then plus, I don't feel like everybody wanted to kiss her ass either and make it look like, oh, we're trying to be your friend just because you were on Team Mom. So I do feel like it was one of those like weird things where it's like if somebody's standoffish, then I'm not going to go above and beyond to talk to you if I feel like you don't want to talk to me, regardless if you've been on TV since you were 16 or not. Right. I mean, you want to be friendly, but then you don't want to seem like you're going out of the way. Like, I tried to push some shit to the side, basically, when she was yelling at production and stuff. You know, just the way she went about it sometimes, I was like, ah, I don't really want to get involved in that. Yeah, I mean, you guys lived with her, like, in y'all's room, you know? So it's like, for me, I only saw Farrah whenever she was out of the room, which we know wasn't a lot. So I just feel like everybody that was in the master bedroom with her, including you, you guys saw, I guess, all sides of Farrah. I only saw just how she was downstairs. Yeah, yeah, because my bed was right next to her. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would see she'd be sitting on the bed reading a book and she'd be chill. And then all of a sudden she would be screaming at like, you know, a producer, like a field producer or something just mm-hmm. about some stuff that like, I'm like, man, that's not even their like fault. Like mm-hmm. this, this lady's not the towel girl. I mean, I get it. We don't have towels, but like, don't blast her. Right. Yeah. I just think Farah, you know, I mean, fair is fair. And I feel like in a way she acts like a princess. So I just feel mm-hmm. like she maybe was promised the world. And when she found out she's on next on the beach and that she was going to be treated just as equal to everybody else, I think that's kind of where the diva came in. Exactly. I mean, I guess if I thought I was getting my own show or like I was mm-hmm. going to be the bachelorette or whatever it was yep. that she thought, and then you show up and there's like 20 people just getting wasted. <laughs> I would be livid. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. That'd be a little bit of a uh, fucking blow to the ego. But uh, she did stick up for you that one time I saw, you know, with, with yes. Kareem. <laughs> yes. So I, I yeah, do feel like good. Honestly, Farrah was closest for sure with Janelle. And then I would say secondly, me, you know, like I kind of get Farrah in a way like I do feel like she's done TV and she knows what it takes to make good TV. And I don't think that Farrah cares about being seen as a villain. I think she likes it. So for me, like whenever it was one on one. It's like an acquired taste. Yeah. And it's like whenever we were one on one, she was a really cool girl. Like she's really Mm -hmm. cool. And I just feel like. You know, she turns up when she needs to, and she's very good at being a villain. So for me, and even seeing her stand up for me, someone she just met, you know, and it was only day three or day four, that's why I'll always have respect for her on that standpoint. I mean, I I know that she said bad things to people on other shows, but at the same time, I don't feel like that has anything to do with me. Right. Yeah. It's like people get better. People grow. I I hate that when people bring up things that have happened on past shows, because it's like, maybe Mm -hmm. you got better since then. Yep. But then it's also editing. I mean, of course, words are words, but like you may have called somebody a bitch, Chad, but like, I don't know the Mm buildup of it. Maybe she was being a bitch. They're just only showing you calling her a bitch. So it's like, I need the full story, all the camera footage before I judge. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm going to need eight cameras. There'd be like 40 hours worth of footage. Yep. (laughs) 40 hours of footage for, yep, a 10 second clip. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to need all angles. I'm going to (laughs) need infrared. All audio. 
<laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Man, did you see, what did you think when Corey showed up? Because, I mean, Corey just kind of showed up out of nowhere and then blasted the whole situation with uh, Jay and Morgan that they had going. And that was kind of like I a right was- hook out of nowhere. I thought Corey's intro was hilarious because it really does show his personality and how he's in love with himself. Um, I think that his intro was definitely iconic because, I mean, we were all having brunch and then it was just like, hey, you have a new single and it's Morgan's. And that's the first time that a ex got to be an OG automatically. So that was definitely a wrench thrown in. That's true. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, because he comes in. And Jay's already been there, and all of a sudden he's an OG, and it was just kind of like, damn, Jay just got like fucked left and right. Yep, I would, I would have thought that Jay or Dee Dee or Kareem would have got promoted, not a new person come in and take an OG spot. Yeah, it was so random. But I mean, I heard, I guess Corey was off like doing some modeling stuff or something, so he, that's why he came in late. I don't know the full situation, but it yes. was a little bit of a, a little bit of a surprise to everybody. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know not showing up. Um, on the day of filming was an option. <laughs> right? Like, could I just, like, come in, like, two, three days later? Like, all right, everything's kind of calmed down now. Now I can just kind of pick and choose who I want to hang out with based on, like, what weird shit to avoid. Right. And then what's up? I remember, yeah, and then we had Mo- uh, Murray come in last night, so Cheyenne's ex. Mm-hmm. And you remember, he was super quiet when he first got there. He had, I mean, he had to deal with the Kareem situation, I guess, like, which was weird. Because he's thrown into the mix out of nowhere randomly to deal with this like massive Kareem and my you situation. Yeah, like when when Murray came and was like, "Oh, I want to talk to you." I'm over here thinking, "Oh, he needs advice on him and Cheyenne." I'm not thinking that he's going to come to me with a rumor that my ex said. You know, like Murray's the newest person. He he hadn't even been there 24 hours, so I was just so shocked right. that like. I was speechless at first because I'm like, wait, what? And then just re-watching it and just seeing how that conversation was said at the bar. And I'm literally right in the kitchen. Like, wow. Yeah, that was so weird. It was out of nowhere. And Murray had to have been like, dude, what the hell are you telling me this for? Like, why did you yeah, choose me? I mean, Murray's gay. Like, Murray wouldn't even slept with me. I could have understood if he told you, Chad, or Malcolm, or, or anybody that is straight. And would potentially bang me, but like you're over here saying this to a man that's not even interested in vagina. I think the pro- reason he probably chose Murray was because he knew. I mean, if he had told me or Malcolm, I mean, can you imagine we would have been like, bro, no, like, better, right, like bury that shit deep down and do not bring it up again. Whatever the fuck you're trying to do, just don't. Yeah, I think he told Murray because he knew Murray would tell me. I or I, or I think he expected Murray to be stereotypical gay and go around and tell everybody else and not tell me i think he wanted him to be messy with it yeah that kind of makes sense i mean because he was he was just straight up trying to stir up some shit and if you think about it murray coming in like hey guys yep (laughs) let's do some drama like yeah and easiest pick of the litter since he's brand new but that had been really weird for him i don't know if you saw also did you notice when uh when murray got there like dude cheyenne was so like smitten basically yes Man, I swear, I, when we were all standing around that, um, we were all standing around the bar, like, I was about to cry looking at, like, how Cheyenne was so, like, dude, just looks so happy. Did you see that? Yes. I mean, it's clear that Murray has some type of power over Cheyenne, even over Murray's other exes, to where everybody's smitten by him. And you can just tell by Cheyenne's face that he's in love and he cannot wait to bang Murray 
And I'm just even surprised, honestly, that they didn't even show them in the escape room. Remember, like they got the first escape room. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was like right at the very beginning. Yes. What was, do you think that'll be on next episode? I mean, th- this episode ends on you throwing shit at Kareem, right? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually Janelle. Janelle threw the water bottle. <laughs> oh, that was actually- Janelle. Yeah, but it ends with basically me leaving, and then um, you know, that's when Farrah's ex—I don't know if I can say it—shows up. So that oh. it's fair going down to the shack of secrets. So, and then remember, after that is our party. So I don't feel like they got that room after that. That's right. That. Oh, so mm-hmm. I might have skipped on past that. Yep. Yeah, I, man, I remember that. Yeah, they didn't show the full water bottle chunking because I think there was two chunked at him. And I was, yes. I was, I was kind of standing by Kareem just to make sure he didn't do anything dumb. And I remember those things were line drives. Like the bottles practically like exploded against the wall. Oh yeah. I was so proud of Janelle. Like if, if Kareem would not have moved, he would have got decked in the face by the water. Oh, man. Like we, Oh yeah. That was type. the hardest throw I've ever seen. Yes. I was, it was like, Phew. when you listen to the audio, it was so loud. Yeah. That was crazy. And, and I don't think any of us really knew what to do in that whole situation. Cause everyone was like, because half of us didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the full situation. All I knew is like, all right, I'm just going to kind of like be near this dude in case something stupid happens. But mm-hmm. like then all the water bottles started going and I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Like, I don't know if I yeah. should be near this. I'll- yeah. I mean, when he told me I was irrelevant and that I was an effing nobody, I was just so shocked because I'm like, then why are you here? Like, I would never be somebody's ex and on television and they brought me on television and then be like, you're effing nobody. What? Then like, why are you Oh, yeah. Wait, didn't he say that he said you were his or something? He's like, oh, girl, I got the power or something like that. No, he said I was his hoe. Oh, yeah. It's like, but you just got done telling him like, hey, man, I don't want to, I don't want there (laughs) to be anything between us. Exactly. That's what just made me mad. Because I'm like, you just came on television, said I had an STD, said that I sat in the living room while you had sex with other girls, which is a total, like, come on, Chad, you know me. I'm crazy. Like, do I look right. like the type of girl to really allow that? No. Sit and in the then, living room while he, yeah. Like, like, come on. You say I'm a effing nobody without these cameras. I'm not shit. And then you say that I was your hoe. Like, what? Like, it was just so outlandish that I just wanted to smack him. Like, I just wanted to come. I don't know what I would have done if I would have gotten through security. I think I would have. That's what him. I was going to ask you, too. What what you would have done if, like, if nobody held you back. I would have hit. I mean, definitely hit. Like, definitely we probably would be in court because he probably would sue me because I would have did damage. Like, I've just never had a man talk to me like that. And I just, you know, I feel like I was really nice with how I'm like, Kareem, I'm not interested. Like, leave me alone. I'm trying to pursue things with Malcolm. And it's just like he kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then for me to hear you're spreading around rumors because I don't want you back, that just made me just snap because I'm like, wow, is this what grown people do? You know, like, is this how a grown man acts? It's so childish. Exactly. That was really weird. And it's really hard to deal with, too. A lot of people, I guess, when they watch it, don't take into account the you know had he spread the rumor at like a group of like a group of us and it was just us that's one thing for you to be like okay shut up but it's like bro like millions of people are gonna see this and now she's got to deal with this like it's become a totally different thing than you just telling murray some dude like at a club you know what i mean yep and i i just honestly i know cream enough to know that he did do that on purpose like he wanted me to have that attached to me because i didn't want him back 
That's crazy. And the crazy thing was, too, he knew your past of having to deal with that as well. Yes. Yeah, because, like, what they don't show on the show is obviously, like, I got really bullied in college all about that to the point that I was suicidal. And then it got to the point that I was like, you know what? I'm not going to cry about it anymore. I'm just going to prove everybody wrong. So I went and I got tested, had the clinic print out my test results, and I put it all online. And when I put it all online, because it was all on Twitter, it was on Facebook, it was on Instagram, and my university contacted me about it. And they wanted me to actually press charges against the people that were doing it. And um, I was going to do it at first. Yeah, it was a really big deal. Like, it wasn't (laughs) a small thing. And it's like, I cleared my name by posting my test results. So for him to bring that up, it's just like, bro, like, you already know the truth. Like, why would you even do that? And that's how I was just aiming to hurt me. And that's one of the things, too, that I said, like, in in interviews, I don't know if they end up airing it or not, but I was like, the fact that he knows that she was suicidal over that, and now he brought it up, it's, it's, he's blatant, it's like he's practically trying to kill you, you know what I mean? If you know someone's suicidal over something, and then you put it out there again, that's like, (laughs) that's like seventh degree murder or something, I don't know the murder numbers. Yeah, well, I mean, a thousand percent, because he made something that was a small town college rumor now international, like this episode will be aired over and over again, like, I'm already getting tagged in clips and clips and clips, which of course, I'm floored that I'm getting a lot of supportive feedback, like I haven't really gotten any negative feedback. But it's like, it could have been that way. Like the viewers could have took it in a way and bullied me and taunted me about it. And then, boom, I'm back feeling some type of way, you know, so I'm just thankful exactly. that the viewers or the way that MTV showed it, that it didn't hurt me. But, I mean, it did hurt watching that. Like, I really did get sad rewatching it again. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can totally see that. And one of the things I can, I can understand you're totally freaked out about, too, is you never know whether they're going to air him saying, hey, I'm about to stir up some shit. You know, the fact that they yep. showed that, the fact they showed that, basically, it's like, okay, well, now we have some grounds to show that he is. He is bullshitting versus just like, oh, here's a rumor that, you know, could be true or something. Now we know it was bullshit. So thank God for that. Yes. Thank God that they actually because, you know, they're they're the king and queens of clipping out sentences. So I'm glad (laughs) they actually show the whole entire sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Even I I was watching. I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. Yes. But none of us knew that was coming because he seemed so chill, like throughout the entire process. Just like, hey, I remember. I don't know if I ever told you this. He came to me a few times and was like, hey, man, I'm trying to set up like a really beautiful date with Maya. Like I need to get like he was trying to rally people around and trying to get me and everybody to help him set up some like beautiful flowery champagne date with you or something. And I don't know if that was before or after you told him there was no chance or before any of that stuff or what? Well, no, I mean, I told Kareem, like, I hate that on episode one, they make it look like I was going to rekindle with him. That was never it. Like, whenever you watch the extended scene or the extra edition, you'll actually, they actually show me in Kareem's beach scene, which you'll see me, like, yelling at him and stuff about the cheating and stuff. And then on the couch is when we had another conversation and he basically apologized for not being there for me. Like when I was getting bullied and stuff. So that's what that's the real reason why I cried. But they don't show that that is why I cried. They made it look like I was crying because I wanted him back. And it's like, no, he just brought back up that hurtful time and apologized for not being there. And that's why I started crying. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. 
So then after that, even after he spread the rumor, I feel like he was trying to save face. So you'll see him. I mean, if they show it, him trying to get me back. So that's when I feel like they'll show him talking to you about dates and this, this, that, and other. Gotcha. And, and we end this episode. It, it is ended right on, on the fighters. He end up, I, f- I forget, how, do we have more of him coming up or is it pretty much? Yeah, I mean, they're going to show, I mean, he, you know, they send him to the hotel for the night. Um, I don't know if they're going to show like me in the room and Malcolm talking to me because, you know, Malcolm had picked me up to try to get me to stop trying to attack him. And then, right. you know, obviously Kareem has to come back from the hotel. And then from there, he's going around talking to everybody, apologizing. And then finally, he has enough balls to come and apologize to me. So I feel like there's still a little bit more Kareem drama. And then finally, after that, it's done. Right. Was Malcolm doing pretty well with that whole situation? Because he seemed pretty, pretty chill. Like he was kind of letting you do your own thing and kind of yeah. figure it out. Well, he was. But I also feel like he was, I feel like, still trying to figure out things with him and his ex. Um, I just feel like with the difference Didi? is... Yeah, with Dee Dee. I definitely feel like Malcolm was. I mean, even in the kind of clips that they just put in the group chat now, I mean, for me, looking at it now, I'm like, wow, what you said and what this video shows is something totally different. So once again, I and and you know how I felt in the house about certain things and certain people. I just feel like the truth always comes out and I'm just right about almost everything, Chad. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get it. Hey, we're, we're the smartest individuals probably on earth. Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, Maya. I uh, well, super appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. It's even awesome. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll see you soon at our next viewing party or something like that. Yes, a thousand percent. I'll see you soon, Chad. All right. Later, Maya. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Once again, that was Maya Benberry. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. At Maya Benberry. That's M A Y A B E N B E R R Y. And you can follow me at Real Chad Johnson. And again, be sure to subscribe to the Chad's World podcast. You can make sure and get your recaps and reviews every week after X on the Beach, which airs Thursday when our podcast up on Friday. Thanks for listening to Chad's World on Podcast One. Listen and download at podcastone.com and the Podcast One app. And subscribe at Apple Podcasts. New episodes of Chad's World every Thursday here on Podcast One. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. ADT can design and install a smart home just for you, backed by 24-7 protection. A new smart home at your service, customized for your lifestyle. Set up custom automations unique to your home to automatically do the things like lock the doors or set the thermostat when you leave. Even close your garage door from virtually anywhere. ADT will set up your home with multiple smart home devices and security features like indoor and outdoor cameras, locks, lights, and garage door control, even video doorbells. Visit ADT.com slash podcasts to learn more about how ADT can design and install a secure smart home just for you.